Hello, and welcome to the library beneath the hidden staircase. The beauty of this library is no matter what librarian you have, the stories these old, tattered books contain are always worth the read. I am Kristen Seavey. Now don't be too scared down here. Just stay close to my flashlight and all will be well. Let's get into today's story. We all have a relationship with our postal workers. Some of us are even friends with them, often talking daily as they deliver the mail. Over time, a sense of trust develops. I mean, they do know where you live. Who wouldn't be kind? It would be difficult to imagine that behind a friendly smile and wave could lie a killer. But unfortunately, that would be the sad reality of one small Ohio town in 1926, when a trusted postman named Harvey Haver gruesomely murdered his wife and attempted to hide her body down a well. Completely shocking the town and causing people to think twice before striking up a conversation with their postal delivery workers. Nearly 100 years ago, a seemingly ordinary married couple lived in Newcomers, Ohio. It was a common situation for the time. The husband worked as a mail carrier, and the wife stayed at home as a housekeeper. Something would happen, though, that would cause the husband not only to murder his wife, but attempt to cover it up by throwing her 38 feet down a well. But sadly, due to his stories changing and the general feeling that nothing he said was true, we will never know precisely how his wife, Catherine Haver, met her demise. The couple married in early 1920 and met through a matrimonial agency. They were in their 30s and had used the agency to find love, or at least a spouse. Their life together seemed as normal as any other. They never had children or gave any indication that there was any bad blood between them. Harvey spent his days delivering the mail, while Catherine was said to have kept a very tidy home and was active in the community. On December 1st, 1925, according to his first account, Harvey claimed that he arrived home from his day of mail delivery and found Catherine dead from hanging in his home's basement. Due to his fear of being blamed, he decided to take the body to a well at the former farm of his father and throw her down it. Once neighbors began questioning his wife's whereabouts, he told them that he brought her to the train station. However, before she departed, he claimed that she said she would not be returning and would also file for divorce. One of the neighbors who last saw Catherine on December 28th smelled a rat. She told police that the last time she saw Mrs. Haver, she was crying and showed her bruises that were caused by her husband. The neighbor took it further and even wrote to Catherine's sister in late December, seeking information about her missing friend. She wanted to know if Catherine had gone to see her, if she was still living there with her, and if she would ever return to newcomer. Catherine's sister wrote back, stating that her sister never came to see her and that she hadn't heard from her since Thanksgiving. Now, in a sudden act of worry, her sister and then parents began to write to newcomer police regarding the whereabouts of Catherine. 
Harvey began to notice the letters as he delivered them to his neighbor. He realized she was writing to Catherine's parents and sister. In a state of panic, he began to hide the letters whenever he saw them. Eventually, police began to realize, along with help from Catherine's family, that the letters weren't being delivered. They had no evidence that he had done anything to his wife to cause her disappearance. But tampering with mail is a federal offense. They devised a plan to place a $2 bill into one of the letters and wait for Harvey to steal it. Once they knew he had kept the letter instead of delivering it to his neighbor, they quickly searched him. The $2 bill was in his pocket. A teen solo hiker who was terrorized for days by unknown figures dressed in white. Two cops who quit their jobs at a local theater because of unexplained encounters with an alleged demon. An isolated forest in Canada where people keep turning up headless. These are just some of the strange, dark, and mysterious stories you'll hear each week on Mr. Ballin Podcast. In each episode, Mr. Ballin shares real-life haunting accounts, like the case of Haley Zaga, who disappeared from a hiking trail for 51 hours. When search and rescuers finally found her and asked how she survived, she simply said a friend helped her. She described this friend, four years old, black hair, brown eyes. This friend was initially dismissed until they realized a girl had gone missing in that exact spot 23 years earlier and was never found. She was four years old, had black hair and brown eyes. I love the variety that Mr. Ballin brings to his stories, and I think you would like it too. Hey, Prime members, listen to the Amazon-exclusive podcast, Mr. Ballin Podcast, Strange, Dark, and Mysterious Stories in the Amazon Music app. Download the app today. If you're like me, you probably rely on your friend group for just about everything, including texting your group chat for your friend's opinions on health problems. But it's highly unlikely you're gonna find quality medical advice in your group chat, but you can find it from a doctor on ZocDoc. Thousands of medical professionals on ZocDoc are there to help you. They listen like a friend and give you the expert care you need. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. Surprise twists might work for podcasts, but maybe not for medical care. With ZocDoc, there are no alarms and no surprises. Choose from thousands of patient-reviewed doctors and specialists, browse doctor profiles, upload and verify your insurance information, and get the care you need. Go to ZocDoc.com slash hidden staircase and download the ZocDoc app for free. And then book and find a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash hidden staircase zocdoc.com slash hidden staircase that along with pressing by neighbors caused police to hold harvey for questioning in january of 1926 after being in jail for only a few days Investigators succeeded in getting a confession from Harvey, with a little bit of trickery. 
On his second night in his cell, Harvey heard a voice from a neighboring cell. Thinking it was a fellow prisoner, he began talking to him. Eventually, the voice asked him, where did you hide the body? Harvey said, I'll tell. It's in a well on my father's farm. Little did Harvey know, the voice in the next cell was the detective investigating Catherine's disappearance. It gave him the first indication that she was, in fact, dead. It didn't take much pressing after the initial trickery to draw the rest of the story out of Harvey, or at least his first take on the events. He then claimed that his wife had hung herself in the basement, using the chain off their porch swing. Police then began to question Harvey about it, and he quickly, in a state of panic, confessed. He claimed to have killed Catherine in self-defense. He said that he came home from work to his wife upstairs in a bad mood. Wanting to be a good husband, he said he brought her something to eat. But a fight began instead. He had gone back downstairs, but Catherine followed him. The couple exchanged heated words until Catherine threw a shoe at her husband. He then claimed he was sitting on the sofa when Catherine came up behind him and began to choke him from behind. Then, in a sudden fit of rage and self-defense, Harvey said he ran up to his wife and began to strangle her until she became limp in his arms. He let her fall to the floor and went outside. Not realizing he had killed her and just thinking she'd blacked out, he then decided to go for a walk to cool off. After a few hours, he returned to find his wife in the same place he had left her and quickly realized she was dead. Immediately, he sought the help of a friend who told him to get rid of the body and claimed that she had left to file for divorce. Harvey then said he dragged Catherine's body to his car drove her south of town to his father's old farm, and dropped her down a well on the property. The next day, the body of Catherine was found where he said it would be. But there were several inconsistencies between his story and the state of the body. Her hands and feet were burned up to the knees and elbows, giving investigators the impression that he attempted to cremate his wife's remains, possibly in their home's furnace. Another indicator of deceit was a large fracture in the front of Catherine's skull, and her nose was also broken. However, there was also no bruising around her neck to indicate strangulation. Harvey had given them the location of her body but the coroner quickly stated that she had been killed by a brain hemorrhage caused by something like a metal fire poker fracturing her skull. Still unable to get a clear and truthful story out of Harvey, he was held in solitary confinement until a jury could decide his fate. Due to public outrage and attention, the case was quickly brought before a judge. The trial began on April 14th and would last only a few days. The jury was made up of 12 jurors, and the prosecution had their evidence lined up and ready. A total of 11 witnesses testified, 
including the coroner who examined the body of Catherine. There were also a few witnesses called in for Harvey. One was a doctor who had treated Catherine previously. The defense tried to claim that Catherine had a weakened heart, but the doctor stated that was untrue. After that, they called several neighbors to testify in an attempt to paint Catherine as a nagging wife who lay in bed suffering from melancholia constantly. They even attempted to achieve an insanity plea for Mr. Haver, but to no avail. After it all, the jury took six hours of deliberation to reach a verdict of guilty of manslaughter. They didn't believe his stories or his defense attorney's attempts to paint Catherine in a bad light. They knew that Harvey had killed his wife, and that was all they needed to know. On April 19th, just five days after the court went into session, Harvey Haver was sentenced to 15 to 20 years in the Ohio Penitentiary. Harvey never did reveal what exactly happened to his wife. It's also not known what his ultimate fate was. The last known report of him comes from a 1940 U.S. census. It lists Harvey Haver, age 54, and still residing in the prison farm in Madison, Ohio. The body of Catherine Haver was sent home to her family and given a proper burial, while the town of Newcomer, Ohio, slowly went back to normal. Aside from locals keeping a closer eye on who was delivering their mail.